Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only podcast brought to you in association with Workforce Dimensions Limited. Uh, as always, I'm John Phipps and on the line now is a man who I might not speak to for a, a little while after today's show. Uh, Matt Gerard, how are you? Yeah, fighting fit, mate. Fighting fit. So um, I'm, I haven't had any symptoms yet, So, uh, which is good. And, and the most thing, people listening to this, make sure you, you look after yourself, really. That's, we're living in unprecedented times, but make sure you look after you yourself and your family that's more important things but appreciate you listening to the kendolling podcast there's not much been going on no exactly and i suppose if you are uh, desperate for things to do there are previous 114 episodes of this you can listen to that well that might what well, you might want to get the coronavirus if you're forced to do that i suppose that'd be mate yeah if somebody does this how many hours would that be it doesn't tell on your system how many hours we recorded does it so it's probably 100 114 hours, which is how many, what, four days? Yeah, not far. it's not far off that, because most episodes are an hour. Some are, uh, most of them are probably around 50 minutes. Um, some have crept over, some have crept under, but by and large, it's around 50 minutes. So anyway, um, are you still at the office, or are you uh, home working? Yeah, well, basically, as I work in IT, as we know, I've just, it's probably easier to get crack cocaine than it is to get laptops at the moment, to be honest. So um, we've managed to source some, um, and I'm basically setting things up that people can work from home. So... Um, we're still plodding on regardless, but as I work for a manufacturing company, it's a little bit of a concern of where we go from here at some point, because if we do get a lockdown, I'm, after, I'm no expert, so don't take this, but watching the news last night, with we seem to be, what, a few a week or so behind other countries? They've all gone into lockdown, the French, the Germans, etc. So um, I, I can only see it going one way, John, that it's going to be lockdown at some point. Yeah, I think that's the way we're heading. I mean, it's it's really, really concerning times uh, for, for me and, and for our business as well, to be honest. Uh, it would be easier to tell you what bookings we haven't had cancelled rather than the ones we have had cancelled in the last uh, uh, 48 hours or so. It's been a, a pretty rocky uh, couple of days, but hopefully all these measures that are being announced by the Chancellor is going to keep us afloat uh, because we desperately need uh, something. But as Matt said earlier, the most important thing is everybody's health. Um, and you've got to look after yourselves. And, and if that means lockdown, self-isolation, then so be it. The rules are there for a reason. But for goodness sake, everybody out there, stop panic buying. We see in the other countries, your Spains, your Italy's, the shops are still open. The, the food is still there. And, and you, you may go into your supermarket today and see there's not things. It's not that there's a shortage. There's the normal amount that we need. But there's just idiots going out there saying, oh, I need lots of toilet roll. Oh, I need lots of hand sanitizer. Oh, I need lots of pasta. Give it some thought. I haven't been to the supermarket until uh, Monday evening, and the shelves and I got there were absolutely bare. So you know, but fortunately, I'm a, I'm we've got lots of stuff in our freezer. But there will be people not in that fortunate situation. So if you go into the shops and you see things, buy what you need, not what you think you might need. Yeah, well, what can I say from that? What I say, we've got plenty of toilet roll. We went to, I went shopping on Sunday, um, not for toilet roll, we just needed the, the, the weekly shop, but it was pretty mental then. And, so um yeah it's just, yeah it's just crazy you just can't can't envisage it imagine it really can we in any, in any sort of i never thought we, the country would be anything like this so but yeah stay safe out there yeah exactly i mean let's be a little bit more light-hearted though what 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 are you going to do what did you do on saturday afternoon matt as there was no uh oh no you went no, to, you, football, you were at football what what are you going to do this saturday afternoon probably have to come to work i think <laughs> i haven't got anything done so well, I have to come to work. Um, I don't know, I might mow the lawn. More lawn needs mowing. I've got to clean the garage out. Um, for, uh, keep the kids amused because that could be one of the biggest things in the next few weeks. Um, I don't really know, sort of know. I think we're going to go for long walks and 
um, down the beach, really. Uh, it'd just be strange at quarter to five, I'll just automatically go to my phone and check out the scores. Or, so, yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be... Obviously, the b and is going to be quiet. We were going to be quiet anyway, but it's now absolutely done. My, my, my local pub is takeaway only for the time being, so I can't go and seek refuge in there. And it really depends on, on what happens over the next few days because, uh, obviously, with it being Mother's Day on Sunday, uh, planning to go and visit my mum and dad. But if we get put into complete lockdown, then there'll be none of that. They're still on holiday, uh, believe it or not. They're in Gran Canaria. So it's all just kind of up in the air, really. And, and I suppose... I'm just going to get even better at playing um, computer games than annoying Haley, I suppose. I did think about um, downloading Football Manager. Yeah. That has come up, that has come up, but again, I can't be seen because again, if the kids are off school, which you expect on Friday, at some point we're going to have to educate them. They just can't just watch Netflix and all day. So then maybe they'll turn into a bit of a teacher, which will be fun. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's it. It's just just crazy sort of times as a company here. It may be that me and my wife work for the same company that I have to work mornings and my wife well, comes to the office mornings and afternoons. So it's just just crazy, just absolutely crazy. So you know what you need to do, mate, in your IT expertise. Yeah. Make it so your wife can work from home, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, she she can work from home. I I, I would prefer. It's easier to do stuff I do not on my laptop I can work from home so with the two screens and taking over talking to people it's easier for me but I think one of her things she doesn't want to stay home with the kids either to be honest. well she does but you know it'd be hard work for her if I'm out eight days you've got to keep them amused and work at the same time so it's just a little bit crazy so but we'll get around it so we'll be getting all right it's just the kids will start one of the things we they've mentioned that uh, there would have to be a Netflix roster because we've only got one account for Netflix so that means Unlike Amazon, you can watch it on numerous ones. Netflix, you've got to watch it on one. So we're going to say, right, from this time, you've got Netflix. And the other one hasn't because, oh, I won't watch anything. So, yeah, but that's, that's part of parenting. So improving my parenting skills is probably one of the main things hopefully I'll get from this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, uh, I'll just be looking after my cats uh, and they take absolutely the amount, the same amount of uh, looking after whether there's lockdown or not. So that's yeah, absolutely so, yeah, fine. So. Um, but there you go. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's in the lockdown, but I don't know. Well, I've got no idea. It's just when you watch the news, you, you, you're watching the news with your mouth sort of wide open, thinking, "What the hell is going on here?" So, yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's a very, very uh, unprecedented uh, time, I suppose. I suppose we'd also really talk about uh, this podcast and, and what we're going to do uh, over the coming weeks. I mean, obviously, we we enjoy speaking. Not a lot. Yeah, exactly. We enjoy speaking to each other. Uh, on a Wednesday lunchtime and I'm sure uh, you're all tuning in to see what we're going to say in the first 15 minutes rather than the rest of the show uh, however we've kind of made the decision that when there's when the football is uh, completely gone which is going to be the case uh, from well from now uh, we are going to sort of have a little break from the podcast but that will mean that we can come back and keep going when the season restarts we will be back we'll be back uh, before back it starts with vengeance exactly we'll be back before it starts with a preview uh, looking ahead to what's going on because there's still so much to be excited to, to be decided uh, in this season and we did discuss this on the radio show but for me matt there is absolutely no way non-negotiable that this season can not be finished yeah no it's gonna be finished. did i read somewhere that higher ends of the game that they want a 30th of June, if it's not done by 30th of June, it could all kick, kick off, is that right? I didn't, something's about 30th of June. 
I think the, the UEFA said that sort of date for the Champions League final, didn't they? Oh, right. So, Which, uh, we do, yeah, but I think the 30th of June thing comes back to contracts because... Yeah, as we mentioned, it, yeah. At professional level, players' contracts will run out on the 30th of June. So I'd imagine there's also uh, a sort of insurance uh, knock-on from that if players aren't contracted, uh, something like that. So that's probably why that's the magic date. But for non-league players, as, as we know, those who are on contract... Their contracts will end at the end of the season in most cases. Uh, so, uh, well, I suppose technically that means April. But I suppose if it is a contract till the end, till the last game of the season, then they might just get strung out. I suppose. Well, yeah, uh, I would have thought so. But and again, footballers get a bad press, but I'm sure they just want to play football and they'll just carry on their contracts. So I'll say from that. But again, people may have holidays, but well, not they can go anywhere or things like that. So it is, it is, it is a, it is an effect, but we just have to move on and. Unprecedented times, they'll get through it. So um, as we all will, really. Yeah, exactly. And and with regard to the podcast, I, I may even look back over some some best episodes that we've done in the past and, and tweet them out over the next couple of weeks. And if we get really really desperate, we might even come back and have a chat uh, just to sort of update you make on. Make sure we're still okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make sure everyone's all right. Do a bit of an update on, on what's happening uh, and if there has been any movement on the fixtures at the moment. Uh, we'll kind of go through the leagues, but the end of the month is the very, very earliest we can expect to see some football. Uh, April the 4th, I think, is when the... Uh, that's not going to happen, is it? No, is when the National League and, and Football League and Premier League's uh, sort of bans are up to. Uh, but we, we will see what happens, but we will keep you the best updated we can via social media at Kent NL Podcast on Twitter uh, and on fa- uh, Facebook, we are Kent Non-League. And I will make a sort of resolution uh, while we're off to do a bit more on the Facebook page. So do give that a like uh, and a share. We really, really do appreciate all of that. Um, it is our 115th episode this week, and apparently that's a big thing in Call of Duty, Matt. So maybe you should get involved in that. Um, um, the, 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 never, never heard of it. Well, I played it, but never sort of um, seen it from from that score. So uh, no, apparently it's some sort of uh, it's element 115. Uh, Moscovium is the actual element, but uh, it was used apparently to create the zombies. Uh, as one of its side effects was the reanim- reanimation of dead cells. And then the zombies were then to be used as super soldiers by the Germans. Uh, but after creating the team, the Germans realised they were uncontrollable and would lead to mankind's disruption. Uh, the ray gun, the pack-a-punch machine, the Perca-Cola machines, the Wonder Waffer G- DG2 and other various wonder weapons were all powered by Element 115. Along with the teleporters, it would appear that Element 115 can also control the zombies as Focusing Stone is a shru- shrunken down meteor that Rich Defend claims will lead him to control the world. And if you understood any of that, then very, very well done. I don't play Call of Duty either. It's not my bag. Uh, but there you go. Uh, yeah, 115 apart from that is fairly unremarkable. Um, not a lot going on. Just have a quick double check. Uh, it's the emergency fire emergency service number in Mauritius and Italy. Uh, and the emergency ambulance number in Vietnam. So, you know. Cool, cool. Apart from that, so I am a bit distracted, John, because I am working at the same time. Oh, what a man! From that, so from this point of view, so um, yeah, so yeah, one one five, one one, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. not an exciting number, is it? Is it a prime number? No, it's not a prime number. I don't think. No, it's divisible by three, short by five. Yeah, yeah, you can edit that. Yeah, I'm a brain fellow. Yeah, well, it's tough. So we we will crack on then, and we'll start by looking back at some of the football that there was at the weekend. Uh, Matt was at the National League game between Dover Athletic and Chesterfield, uh, a 1-1 draw. But I think, Matt, the the mood, as we will hear shortly uh, from boss Andy Hessenthaler, was one of, well, it's a strange day because I think everyone was expecting the game to be off and several other games in that league were off. 
but the players uh, were, were kind of forced to play. Is that fair? Yeah, um, I didn't think uh, the game should have gone ahead. And I, you know, listened to when I interviewed Jim Parmenter. Um, I can see the reasons why it was, um, but uh, it's just a little bit of a strange one that it shouldn't have gone ahead. The players were doing Anis and Tyler. I think Chesterfield didn't want to play Anis and Tyler. If he didn't have to play, I don't think he would have done. But it, it, the game I thought was going to, could have been a bit of a, like a pre-season friendly. It wasn't. Plenty of good tackles going in. No quarter given. Draw was a fair result. But um, I, don't, I felt a lot of people probably didn't want to be there. But let's do it. And that's it. Done and dusted. And um, we'll see them next season, hopefully. Yeah, let's hear then from Dover Athletic Manager Andy Hessenthaler. It would have been harsh if we'd have lost the game because we... I thought we, 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 we had some real good play at times, but in the final third, we didn't test their keeper enough, did we? You know, uh, first half, from our own attack, they counter-attacked on us for, for a couple of mistakes and Wolves had to make a couple of saves, to be fair to him, and done very well. But um, we kept plugging away. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot being said about the game, a lot, you know, about leading up to the game in terms of football at the moment. And uh, it could have easily fizzled out as a, a, a non-event today but the boys kept going they kept going they're fighting for their lives and uh, we got something out of the game as, as I said which we deserved I think credit for both sides I spoke to you before the game and there was, it could be a bit like a pre-season sort of friendly but both sides went for it which I think was a credit for them Yeah I wanted a response for, from the effort really this week because I didn't feel we and looking at the stats and our GPS that we had last week against um the overall, it was the lowest this season. And, and if you're going to be that low, you don't win football matches. So I needed a response from, from the boys in that respect. And they were, they did that, you know. Um, we lost in the FE on before a game. He's picked up an, an injury. Um, and then during the game, we've picked up another injury to Kevin Locko uh, and an injury to uh, to um, Ricky Modest, which is unfortunate. Yeah, well, I think you lack of, one bit of quality in the final third. Jack Munns saw the space, and it was a decent finish by Le We had a lot to do. Yeah, no, a great finish from Nass. And, uh, you know, we said that in there, you know, um, we needed to find more of that quality during the game because these were a big side, three big centre half. Obviously, got the big boy Denton up front with uh, Nathan Tyson, and we all know where Nathan's played. So, uh, the players they got on their on the pitch for them are you know phenomenal at times. And we just said we needed to to try and move the ball. And we did try and pass it, but just our final bit of quality. And as you say, that bit of quality come right to death. Yeah. Well, you, know, you look at the league table now. I think your tenth place. Your goal difference is zero. Is that you where are you going to be? I think if your goal difference is zero at this time of the season, you probably is where you should be. Would you say tenth? Probably, you know, but we, we'll still listen. We still got aspirations to try and nick that last place. You know, we, we that means now the, the draws are no good to you, really. You know, you obviously don't want to be losing games, but um, we've got eight games to go. We need to we need to win quite a lot of them, don't we? Yeah, yeah. All the next game is against Eastley on Tuesday. You don't even nobody knows if that's going ahead. How do you treat it? The players in for training on Monday and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, we just said it now. Look, you know, we don't know. Um, we knew this game was on. We've played it. We've dealt with it. Has it, well, has it been a difficult 24 hours for you? Very. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sleep last night and then, you know, you're thinking with all what's gone on, we've trained and, and you know, the boys, are, they're all in their own group. They've got a, their own group on this WhatsApp team things. So I think they were as all, I'm sure, and, and the Chesterfield players come in and, and probably thought what's going on, you know. And uh, But Chairman, to be fair to him, he's explained it. And But, you know, I think it hasn't been taken out of our hands like the other leagues, but... Do I think it will get taken out of our hands? Probably, yeah. yeah. But that might not happen before Tuesday, though, so you might have to prepare for that. No, and we'll prepare for that. You know, we'll, we've, like, again, we've, we've lost a couple of players and uh, we'll come in 
we'll, we'll regroup Monday and um, and then we'll see see what uh, Tuesday brings. Yeah. So for all in all, if it does break, what what do you do, you do for the players? Are they coming for training or how does it all work from that? To be. Um, well, my son plays at Grimsby, you know, he's been given 17 days off of a programme to do, so... Uh, so they'll have to work on their own forwards? Yeah, I think, well, listen, we, 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 we're going to have to talk about that if when it comes, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to sort of give them a programme or we get them in, we might carry on. We might just carry on training until we're allowed to play again. Again, it's a conversation I need to have with, um, with the chairman if it, if it happens. It is a, it is the just funny times, isn't it, Matt, for for, for everyone? And, and I, I guess that interview was just weird for you both because it was like, well, yeah, we've got to look ahead to things that might be happening that might not be happening. Yeah, I think everybody knew that afterwards that the game against Eastleigh was going to be off. Um, I think uh, Anne Hesson was linked with Eastleigh and Eastleigh didn't want to play. Uh, and we knew that the, that the announcement from the league was coming. That was the, the way forward to go. But... Uh, I think just Dover just need to look at it now. Eight games to go when they'll be played. If the Dover were probably one of the teams, if it was scrapped, taking aside the financial aspects of that, they wouldn't be that bothered. Would they be bothered? They'd be really bothered, but I don't think it's going to affect them either going up or going down. So they're not one of these sides who would kick off saying, oh, on a footballing reason rather than a financial reason to carry it on. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. But it was Annie Esatala said the right things, but speaking to the players off the record and on the record, none of the players really wanted to play, but they they they, they were not forced to, but part of it they had to really. Yeah, um, and obviously a one-one draw, which leaves Dover firmly in mid-table, and and and, and what we do kind of get to this stage of the season where you kind of look and some clubs say, "Well, they're just waiting for the end of the season," but I don't think anyone wants it to come uh, in the middle of yeah, March. Yeah, it's true. No, no, yeah, it's just, yeah, you want the end of the certainty, you want the end of the season, but well, give it a couple of weeks and the players are kicking their heels, etc. I'm sure they just want to get out there as well. So, yeah, interesting time, I don't know if Dover are training or, or whatever, so um, I presume the players just have to look after themselves. As as so his son has to 17 days of off and then you just have to make sure he's fit when he comes back. So, um, But I'm sure we're not expecting any action before the end of April, are we? I'm still I'm waiting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks I mean at the moment the cut off date is the 3rd of April uh, there's no reason why at the moment it can't resume but if things are as they are in the current climate then yeah but there'll be nothing uh, at that date so we shall see what happens uh, I suppose one team who may want the season to end now uh, would be Ebbsfleet United, Matt, because even though they very much didn't want to play on Saturday, uh, Magic Kevin Watson saying that he was put, felt he was putting the players at risk, they secured a brilliant 1-0 win at FC Halifax Town. And if only three teams are to be relegated from the National League, if the season were to stop right now, Ebbsfleet United would not be one of them. Fought from bottom, absolutely brilliant for them. Great. Two back-to-back away wins, clean sheets. Halifax, difficult place to go. Hartlepool, different place, difficult place to go. Shows what we'll keep writing them off. I think I wrote off Kevin Watson a couple of weeks ago. If he loses this game, is his job going to be on the line? But somehow he's galvanised those players uh, absolutely fantastically. And out of all the sides who probably didn't want the, the, the break to come, it's them. Was it three three wins out of four? Was it or whatever it was? It's been they want to carry on playing. So yeah, it's just a yeah, if, yeah, difficult time for them. But out of the you never didn't see it at the moment. They're looking up rather than down. And, unbelievable team if they can stay outside the uh, drop zone yeah but I mean this obviously is the thing going back to what we were saying a moment ago about you know they can't they've got to finish this season because 
if you were Maidenhead United, who have, who were the team that Ebsweet overtook on Saturday, uh, with a game in hand, a point behind, they would have every right to say, well, we would have won that game in hand, so we would yeah, finish yeah. above Ebsweet United. And that is why, no matter what anybody says, this season has to be finished. Yeah, I'm fully with you. The main thing is finishing this season and worried about next season when it comes and when it from that point of view. So get this out of the way. Um, I, I can't believe they won't finish the season unless there's um, well, something, you know, football's not off for absolutely ages, but I, I believe they'll finish this season and then we'll worry about next season when it comes, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bromley's game, they were due to play Chorley uh, on Saturday, looking for that first, that elusive uh, first win since New Year's Day. But that game was called off uh, due to the fears. I think, did it end up that clubs were able to, to pick and choose if they wanted the games to be off? Because how did that game fall, but others didn't? I, I think um, Chorley player went into isolation, so right. they said, um, from that point of view. Jim Parmenter said in the interview, though, he thought, yeah, to be difficult, uh, uh, careful what he said, but he thinks some clubs were calling games off anyway. But we don't, no reason to believe that is the case. No, uh, into the National League South, then, where actually all four of our teams uh, were in action on Saturday, although uh, one of them probably wishes their game had been called off as Maidstone United a fourth defeat in their last five league games and a heavy one as well, beating 3 0 at Eastbourne Borough. That's a disappointing result for Hakan Ereton in the week where he's been named as the as the future permanent manager. Yeah, not a great result for Maidstone. Probably sums up their season there. Good result against Well in the previous week. You think they're going to bounce up, move on, move into the playoffs? Because I thought, oh, there's a chance now with other results going away. And to be honest, they didn't use that much ground, did they, on seventh place Dorking? Because they didn't win. I don't think Hampton did either. So, didn't lose them any, any ground on it. But, yeah, if you're going to go for most, no disrespect to Eastbourne, your boys, John, that you've got to be beating them if you're going to get in there. And it's just been a disappointing season for Maidstone. And we've been at it before. We had Nick on, didn't we? Nick Morgan, who's mentioned it there. And a few of the Maidstone fans calling for hacking our ratings head. So, yeah. Maybe they, the break's good for them. Maybe to them to regroup now. So um, it works so many ways this this, this season finishing for early doors and all being suspended, isn't it? Yeah, again, I'm taking umbrage over Eastbourne Borough being referred to as my boys. But they have won only eight games this season of Eastbourne Borough. And that includes home victories over Maidstone United, uh, Welling United and Tunbridge Angels. So uh, perhaps they've got something of a hoodoo over Kent clubs. Yeah, exactly. yeah interesting uh, from that. Yeah, but Maidstone, yeah, Maidstone got a... I think it's a big, it's a big close season for Maidstone, whatever that will be. I think um, for players, management, I think um, it could be an important time for Maidstone, really, to, to, to it from that point of view. They're quite well run off the pitch, but hopefully financial implications aren't going to be bad for them as it will be for some of our clubs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, elsewhere on Saturday, Dartford continued their push towards the playoffs, a three-nil win uh, for them over Chelmsford City, and and yeah, they will be another team who will be saying, well, we've got to finish this season because we are in form and we're in in prime position to get into the playoffs and possibly get promoted and I suppose you talk about how the the gaps is going to affect teams differently but Dartford on the crest of a wave they won't have wanted this break will they? <laughs> no no I think he's done a brilliant job there Steve King we were pretty critical of him before of when he came in the job but he's done a great players he's brought in brought into it he's brought quality players in and I think they are nailed on a playoff spot so Great result against the Chelmsford side. We had a bit of the Indian sign over them, knocked them out in the playoffs a couple of times, I think, uh, from that. So, great, great result for, for Darford. 
and they and another side who wouldn't want to stop. Them and Epstein, maybe they can play each other every week just to get a bit of um, keep get, keep playing football. One week can win, one week one can win the next. Well, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, um, some leagues further down the pyramid have put a blanket ban on friendlies, so there will be no. Uh, actual football. I think everyone is just being told to go at home, look after yourself, keep yourself fit, and, and move on. Yeah, I, I presume you can still pay. You've got to still pay your players because it's in the contract period. So you're relying on the players, which I think you know, if you're playing at this level, they will be uh, make sure that they're pretty fit when when the time comes again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Welling United also winners on Saturday, 2-0 uh, over Billericay Town. Tunbridge Angels, uh, a 3-3 draw for them at Concord Rangers. And then, irony of irony, Matt, uh, their pitch actually passed an inspection on Monday and the game with Eastbourne Borough would have gone ahead only for a couple of hours later, uh, the conference or the National League to confirm that all fixtures were indeed off. And, you know, Tunbridge Angels, the knock-on for them of the, of the season, possibly going deeper into the summer, is all the pitch work they might want to do. Yeah, Again, if you're not getting any rain for a while, the pitch will improve. But when you do stop and you need to work on the pitch and this time next year, if you're still going, it might have issues with it. It could be issues from there. But that's a real shame. We're expecting a home game and this has been called off. But the right, right decision is to call the game off. Yeah, I suppose from Tommy Jane's point of view, they were already trying to find uh, a way of getting out of the financial uh, issues that not yes. playing was bringing. So perhaps they might have a head start over some other clubs who, who may have problems uh, further down the line, but uh, yeah, there's, 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 a, there's a GoFundMe page for Dover that I need to look into as well. So just making sure, and I thought sort of that changed something a little bit. Barnet have put a lot of their non-playing staff on notice as well, so could be losing jobs. So it's, it's, it's scary times for people involved in the football industry as, as any industry is. To be honest, it certainly is. So the National League, just to remind the statement, is that they are currently in line with the Football League and the Premier League, saying that the there is, will be no football until the 3rd of April at a very, very earliest. Uh, so we will see what happens with that. Intriguingly, if the games do, if the, the, they do say on the 4th of April we're playing, uh, Maidstone United versus Dartford uh, will be on the first day uh, of the return. But uh, I find that unlikely at the moment. Uh, going on then to the Isthmian League, where there were no games on Saturday, uh, pretty much a blanket call-off. Well, it was a pretty much. It was a blanket call-off there. There were absolutely no fixtures at all. Uh, in the Eastern League on Saturday. Uh, they were quite late with their statement this week, but they have confirmed after the government statement that they will not be playing any football uh, until at least April the 3rd, much like everybody else. But they say the likelihood is that matches will not start again on April the 4th. In the meantime, the league will work with all others in the game to ensure that clubs are kept up to date with the latest information. Uh, that brings us on then to our, our next interview for this week's show, um, which is a man who was appointed to a job last week and may not get the chance to manage a, a team for quite some time. Uh, Sittingbourne, as we discussed last week, manager Chris Lynch resigned. Uh, and Darren Blackburn, who's been with him at the club, uh, worked his way up from number three down to number two. Uh, he is now going to be the manager for the rest of the season. And as you're about to hear, beyond. So here is the new sitting ball manager, Darren Blackburn. Yeah, it's been really bizarre because I haven't even had a meeting with the players yet. I haven't, you know, we've done stuff over WhatsApp and, and phone calls, but we've not been able to do a face-to-face meeting. Um, with, with obviously the squad and the staff because obviously you know the, the FA advice was was not to hold unnecessary meetings etc so we, we cancelled that on Saturday so yeah I've, I've sort of come in at a time when yeah let's be honest for me personally if, if the season finished tomorrow and I had a longer period to, to, to you know to get 
put my stamp on things, then it could work in my favour. But ultimately, you know, we, we want we're, foot, we're football managers, we're, we're football men and women. We want to be playing and watching football, don't we? So, you know, that's why we do what we do and, and make the sacrifices we do. So, yeah, it's just just a bizarre situation, obviously we find ourselves in unfortunately i suppose the thing is at the moment uh, we don't know when football's going to resume they're talking about the, the 4th of april is is the absolute earliest but i suppose for you someone who's coming into a job that there's a there's a transfer window which or transfer deadline is supposed to close this week or next week yeah, and 26 so if it resumes and the, and their transfer deadline is gone you're not going to be able to bring any players in that's, that's exactly right. I mean, the, the 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 good thing about that situation, or the positive thing about that situation, is we're we're not fighting for leagues, the league, and we're not fighting for playoffs, and we're not fighting relegation. So, uh, barring uh, an absolute you know, real disaster um, in in the next uh, sort of nine games, as and when they get played, if they get played, um, we're in, we're one of the teams that are in a probably semi-fortunate position that if the league was to be written off tomorrow it wouldn't have too much of a of an impact on us yeah, financially yes it will because it will on every team as as people have it's well documented you know missed home games you know gates and sponsorships and stuff like that um but yeah from our point of view yeah it, it, it's just a it's just a weird one. I'm glad we're not in that position because that will be an added stress that, you know, myself, the club and the players wouldn't need having just lost a manager and, and obviously brought in a new manager. The other good thing is, obviously, I've been working with the players for, for a year now. Um, I know all the squad very well. Uh, there are some great youngsters that we've got to, to, to one or two to look at as well. They've had opportunities that we can look at a bit more. The squad's not particularly thin on the ground, so we've got enough players and, and loanees to, uh, to to get us through these games. I have got a couple of lads that, that will be coming in, that are coming in, uh, a couple of experienced lads at, at this level um, to help us out with a few games. Um, and, and yeah, it's, like we said, it, it's bizarre, but it's, it's unlike everybody else, we've got to move with it. Whether the league would consider extending uh, that, that sort of transfer deadline, I don't know. Obviously, it's something that I'm sure they'll have to discuss whether they might give teams maybe a two-week period. Uh, you know, once we start, or whether they might even just say, "Look, if you if you want to do it, you want to get players in now, we'll extend it up to the, the fifth. I, I just don't know. It's, it's for people, obviously, within the league committee to to make those decisions. Um, I have actually asked our club secretary to to pose the question, just because you know it'd be good to know the answer to it to see if they've they have considered it. I'm sure they had. I'm sure they have. I suppose you've got a team that's that's lost nine games in a row and, and, and you've obviously been in and around it as well. So I guess yeah. morale must be low, but having a bit of a break might not be the worst thing. No, it's not. You're exactly right. You know, as you say, it's um, been a long a long season for, for many of the lads. I mean, I think a few are left from the beginning of the season. Um, you know, you've had a real high where we had a peak period where we were heading towards playoffs and... You know, probably surprisingly so, if I'm honest. Personally, and it is just personally, I was a little bit worried that, that the bubble could burst, purely because in those results where we had those run of decent results, we were yeah, we've all we've been defensively decent all season, but we've never really posed enough questions going in the other direction, never scored a lot of goals this season. So for me, some of those games, you know, a goalkeeper, Jordan's been fantastic. He pulls off, I think, three penalty saves from five or four, four or five. That gets us points. 
Um, and you're looking at those games thinking, God, you know, they some of them could have easily gone the other way. And the minute that luck runs out, and inevitably it will do at some point over the season, it does for every team, you need a little bit more about you. And I wasn't so sure, so convinced that we had that bit more about us to be able to win games without that element of good fortune, so to speak. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, a difficult situation, as you say. It's, it's unprecedented, <laughs> obviously. It certainly is. Um, for people who don't know a lot, a lot about you, what, what's your background? How have you got to this this point with Sittingbourne? Uh, from humble backgrounds, really, to be honest. I know there, there are some you know, fantastic managers in this league that have come from all different levels. Um, some play very high-level football. Um, myself personally, with, without going sort of back too far, um, I did spend sort of four or five years at Charlton through my teens um, under some great coaching and, and experience what it's like to spend time in and around a pro club. Um, I, I, I played for Dartford when I was 17, 18, made FA Cup debut with Jimmy Bullard on the same day, funny enough, um, up at Cambridge. And then I sort of I joined, you know, work, family, commitments take their toll. And then I sort of slipped back to a level that, that could accommodate work as well. Um, ultimately, I ended up at Hollands and Blair, which I spent 12 fantastic years as you know player, uh, coach, assistant manager. Um, also set up their mini soccer, um, their vets team when I when I retired from playing. And when I hit the, the ripe old age of 35 a few years back, I, I wanted to carry on playing football. And we had a great group of lads that were all a similar age. So you know, I set that up. And then I started getting into my, my, my coaching badges when, when my son was born and I started playing really. That's that's what got me into it. And I'd already had a bit of management and coaching experience, but just wanted to add the qualifications to it. I'm, I'm currently sort of halfway through completing my, my UA for B at the moment. So, um, yeah, and obviously Chris, we had a friendly last year. It was his first game in charge. Uh, we got on really, really well on the day. Uh, he's very complimentary. I think we actually beat him two-one, to be honest with you. Um, and then he, you know, with over those few next few weeks, he, he offered me various different roles and opportunities. I turned them down because I had a job to do. Uh, things didn't quite work out, uh, you know. In, in the there's a fairy tale way that I hope they might have done at Blair for different reasons, mainly financial. Unfortunately, at the time, the, the budget wasn't. Uh, it's probably one of the lowest in the league, if not, if not the lowest. Um, I, I did what I could with it. There was some fantastic work behind the scenes to increase that budget. Um, it was just a little bit, little bit too late for me, unfortunately. You know, the time we started to make changes and turn results around, the confidence was perhaps a little bit low, and, and I just felt overall it, for me to move on. You know, and I had friends at that club that I didn't want to put in positions that. They might have to, you know, they might have to do the inevitable and, and sack me. And I've known those people a long time, and I, I, I didn't feel that was appropriate. So I, I took the, um, hopefully did the honourable thing of, of stepping down there. And then Chris invited me over to Seamborn, and and I went from number three to number two when Nathan Elder obviously moved on to to Hive with Steve Watt. Um, you know, we still speak quite often. Um, and then I've obviously ended up now. Now Chris has moved on. I, I must have done something right or impressed somebody somewhere within the club because they feel um, and I know Chris supported it as well that if he ever moved on I'd already I'd always said from day one I was happy to start sitting born for a long time I've been at my previous club 12 years I'm not the sort of person to to bounce from club to club you know the minute a better offer comes along or you know things aren't working out so you know, I just 
you know, it was just it just feels like home from home for me, to be honest with you, from Hollands and Blair to City Vaughan. And I, I really enjoyed the place. So, I was, yeah, it's an honour to, to be asked to manage the club. And just finally, um, what potential do you see at City Vaughan? Because it is so hard being up at Woodstock Park and away from the town centre. But there's there's something there. And if you can get the right formula, it's like any other club at this level. If you can get the right formula, people will come and watch the club and the team can be successful. Of course it is. Of course it is, John. You know, look, at the end of the day, fans, we've got a hardcore fan base that come home and away. They are loud. They are proud. They're amazing, which was, which I'll be honest with you, is part of the attraction you know, to taking the job because they're great people. Um, yes, we've probably lost some fans over, over the course of the season for one reason or another, mainly results. If we can turn those, you know, turn that around get the feel-good factor back, if we can get the right mix of players, which I'm confident we can, you know, the, the budget's competitive, you know, it's not the highest, it's not the lowest, but I look at teams at the bottom of the league, like East Grinstead, we had a fierce battle against them, you know, away from home, we easily could have lost that game, I think we won 2-1, um, but, you know, there are no easy games in this league, and then you look at the teams at the top of the league, your Hastings and your Ashfords, you know, Tommy Warlow a couple of weeks ago, I, I was Chris was uh, away for both the games we played against those. I was actually in charge for both those two games, and I read a comment that I was I was really proud to read. To be honest with you, Tommy put in there some of his experience said that um, they were two of the tougher games he'd faced this season, and arguably, you know, we could have beaten them at home. To be honest with you, just a few weeks ago, so. There's something there. There is something there. It's, it's a great club. You know, the board is so supportive. The fans are, are, are fantastic. And, you know, it's down to me now, my coaching staff, to make sure we recruit as well as we can over the, you know, the, the, whatever happens the rest of this season, but probably in the summer. And then we go from there. There's, there's no there's no magic formula. No one's got, I haven't got magic wand. I wish I did. Um, and I can't predict what will happen next season. But I think if you put round pegs in round holes um, and lads go out uh, with a clear idea of what is expected of them and their roles and responsibilities uh, each game, um, you're organised for set pieces, you know, which is a bare minimum for this level, in my opinion, all of those things, then you've got half a chance in any game. And then the rest of it will come down to a little bit of quality or a little bit of luck on the day. Generally wins the games. So there's not much to choose between any of the teams in our league. Every every team's a battle. You know, when I pick up the phone to a manager for the first time, you always have a bit of a worry about if they're going to be a good talker. There was no problems there, were there? Yeah, <laughs> he was quite light-hearted about the situation as well. Clearly, he's been building up to this moment to have a chance to be the number one. Sit boom has gone through some managers, so it's going to be a difficult task for him. Uh, clearly, he's been looking to bring players in if the transfer deadline can be extended. But good luck to him. Um, I think Chris Lynch got a bit of criticism from what I, one of the reports I read to him on the KM from a lot of people in the game saying uh, he was more suited to the professional game than the non-league game. So we'll leave that there. But yeah, I think good luck to, to Darren um, going forward. Hopefully, he can get a time so he can be... Uh, Playing or playing, so we can show people what he can do. But clearly, they rate him at Sydney Born easy to move up, move him up, and uh, all the best to him. Yeah, exactly. And, and it is one of those things we, we kind of touched on it last week, and I did touch on it there. But any team will, if if they are picking up results, the people of the town, no matter where their stadium is, will come and start watching them. And, and City Born, as he said there, they have got a very loyal, small band of supporters, and you just know if they were to 
hit the ground running at the start of a new season, whenever that may be, they could easily start attracting people into the stadiums. Yeah, they're doing well this season in the playoffs. This, is, this disappointing run, nine games on the spin. I, I think it may, they may do a little bit of more, you know, link with the squad. He said there were not many players left from the start. If he can get a stable squad, that may help at that, at that level. But clearly, he's, he's with his Hollands and Blair, he probably knows a lot of people in the non-league game. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. And we'll move on then to the uh, Southern Counties East League, where there were some games on Saturday, although others were called off as players were in isolation. Uh, I think it was Irith and Belvedere had a couple of players in uh, in self-isolation, so their game uh, was called off against Tunbridge Wells. Uh, that game on, uh, There was a game last Wednesday, actually, which I did say we'll talk about uh, Tunbridge Wells winning 3-2 at Glebe, uh, so fair play to them for getting that one playing. Then on Saturday, Deal Town were 2-1 winners at AFC Croydon. It was Chatham Town 3, K-Sports 2. Corinthian came from behind to beat Beersted 2-1. Hewitt Town 1, Wellingtown 1. Punjab United were beaten 2-0 at Fisher. It was Hollands and Blair nil, Beckenham Town 2. And Sheppey United 1, Glebe 1. 386 people uh, at that game on Saturday, uh, despite the uh, advice to perhaps not think about big gatherings. Uh, that leaves the table as things stand, with Beckenham top 60 points in 27 games. Corinthian two points behind but with a game in hand. Chatham Town have played 28 games and they've got 56. Sheppey United 27 games played, 55 points. And just still with maybe a glimmer of hope, Tunbridge Wells 23 games played, 46 points. They've got five games in hand on Chatham or four games in hand on Beckenham. Uh, so we will see uh, what goes on with those games in the future. Um, Corinthian, Matt, that they also found out very late in the day that obviously Saturday's FA Vars game uh, is called off. And they're another team. What a great run of form they're in. Do you want to have a, a break now? Uh, probably not, no. Um, I just hope they can work it out and they can get their day out of Wembley if, if, it, if it does go forward. If it doesn't, that'll be a real blow for the club. But we'll have to wait and see. But they're in superb form at the moment. It must be a little bit disappointing for them where they thought they could be. But this break... Like another side, we really disappoint for that. Yeah. Still fancy them to get to win once to win something. Would it be the trophy or would it be the league? Yeah, exactly. Well, time will tell. Well, the in the league, sorry. Well, exactly. Uh, also, in the um, first division of the scaffold uh, on Saturday was Brighton Ropes four, Lidtown two, Holmesdale four, Sutton Athletic nil, Kempfoot United nil, Kennington five. It was Lewis and Borough nil, Croydon three, uh, Rustall two, Forest Hill Park two. SC Thamesmead 3, Meridian VP 1, and Stansfeld 2, Greenways 2. Both goals for uh, Stansfeld called by players called Billy there as well, which doesn't happen often. That meant that Kennington have gone back to the top of the table, uh, 55 points from 26 games. Rustall, a point behind and a, a game in hand. And behind them are Homesdale, another game in hand, 24 games played, 51 points. Those three have opened up a six-point gap now to the teams below them, uh, although Rochester do still have games in hand. But you would think those three, Matt, are looking uh, set fair for uh, promotion when the season resumes. Yeah, I think that from that point of view, I presume the Scaffold will be one of the leagues. Again, there will be leagues that probably say, right, we're ending it now and then. I don't think the Scaffold will be. So, yeah, I think those three are looking for it. Yeah, well, I mean, and obviously it will tie in as well because for the first time we've actually got playoffs between the Scaffold and the Isthmian League. So uh, that is all going to, they're all going to have to tie in together, aren't they? So it's going to be a logistical nightmare for somebody. Yes, exactly. Well, we shall see uh, what happens in this. I'm just looking, uh, obviously, football clubs are struggling to, to keep social media engagement going uh, and following the lead of Southampton, uh, Rustle and Tunbridge Wells had a game of uh, noughts and crosses. 
the other day uh, on via Twitter, and uh, it looks like Russell have secured a, a, an important win, and the scaffold have even gone. Uh, to the <laughs> to the trouble of putting out a league table, which has Rustall top uh, with one win from one game and Tunbridge Wells in second uh, with a defeat. So, uh, you know, we're, we're looking out for inventive things, aren't we, Matt? Because we've got to find something to fill the yeah. void. Yeah, you've got to keep yourself amused in this situation. I know there's FIFA tournaments and football manager things going on, yeah. So, but, yeah, it's just... Okay, now I sound like a broken record. It's just crazy, crazy times. Yeah, I am working on a football manager project, all of which will be revealed in the Sports Hub on BBC Radio Kent on Saturday. Uh, but definitely tune into that because there is still going to be a show uh, where there will be a discussion uh, about various sporting things. Uh, but we will find out uh, in due course uh, what what sort of things people are going to be up to. So do tune into that Saturday, uh, two o'clock on BBC Radio Kent. Uh, Monday night on BBC Radio Kent. Uh, apparently, we're still doing a show, Matt. So uh, we shall see what happens with that. We'll be we will be talking football manager uh, on that show on Saturday, though. So time will tell. Uh, that's pretty we much it. About the big news that I said, let you know on Saturday that hasn't come out yet, John. No, it's going to come out. Is it definitely going to come out? I presume so. Yeah, there there is big news. We can't so we can't reveal what it is, but there is big news that fans of this podcast will definitely definitely be interested in. It is football related, and we're waiting to, for confirmation uh, on that news to come out. And when it does come out, uh, I'm sure that a few people will be very very interested in social media uh, in what's going on there. But uh, yeah, it is it is big news, and it's uh, it, well, I, I can't say anything else because it will give things away, won't it? Yeah, and if it doesn't come off, because it could. In this, in this situation, it might not come off, but I'm led to believe it will come off. That okay. means absolutely nothing for the people, doesn't it? Really? It doesn't, but yeah, do keep them peeled for that. And, and do you know what? Here is a here is a promise, listeners. If it does come off, and this is a, 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 a this will tell you how big a news this is. If it does come off, we will do a special podcast. It may be a short one, but we'll do something about it, won't we? Yes, yeah, we'll do something about that, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so that's the big news. Uh, that's pretty much it for this week's show then. Uh, do get keep in touch with us at Kent and L Podcast uh, on Twitter. If you want to just vent about anything, we're, we're here. We'll listen. We don't mind. Uh, please help us uh, keep out of our the hair of our respective partners because I'm sure they'd be glad uh, to be rid of us uh, for any amount of time. But do please take care of yourself. Take care of others. Um, be kind to everybody. Stop panic buying because you don't need to uh, and just make sure that you stay healthy because you know we don't want to lose any listeners we haven't got enough as it is so uh, please, please please mind how you go uh, but yeah we will keep you updated on social media over when we're going to be back with the Kent Only podcast uh, we will be gone but hopefully not for not forgotten and we look forward to speaking to you soon when football is back stay safe stay safe that's it for me signing out speak soon bye